Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a chef who has made a name for herself with her unique take on Venezuelan cuisine and her commitment to using locally sourced seasonal ingredients. She is a chef, restaurateur, and three-time winner of Chopped. It's Chef Adriana Urbina. Adriana, welcome to the podcast. Bienvenida. Well, you are currently in Spain, one of my favorite countries, and I know it's very near and dear to your heart as well. How does traveling inspire your work as a chef? Wow. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. And yeah, I mean, traveling has been one of the most important parts of me, like of my creative part as being a chef. I feel like all my food, it's inspired in mostly Venezuelan flavors and flavors mm-hmm. that I grew up eating, flavors that remind me at my, I don't know, at home, my family, my friends, but also like moving to New York, for example, was very important for me because I, I spent there the most important years of my life, 10 years. So I feel like that reflects into my into my food. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is the perfect time of year to chat with you as it is starting to warm up a little bit, especially in New York. Your culinary style is fresh, very nutritious, as you just mentioned, layered in Latin American flavors. At what step in your chef journey did it become important to you to really broaden your knowledge with studies in holistic nutrition and also gut health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my dad was a vegetarian for for a long period of time. So (laughs) I grew up eating a lot of vegetables, like eating in like a very healthy way without knowing. So I was very into, since I was little, very into getting to know more about nutritious food and like creating with a lot of vegetables, a lot of food waste, like what could, could have 
deal with like uh, leftovers that was my my favorite thing to do so <laughs> so yeah I always wanted to do that but then I decided to to work at a restaurant and go to culinary school and and I didn't have time or the money to do it to go to like study nutrition or holistic nutrition and then when the pandemic hit I was like, wow, maybe this is the time finally to to do it. And that's when I when I did it like two years ago. What sort of things did you learn throughout that process? So many things. I love this type of like the holistic type of nutrition because it's, they talk about not only the food that is on your plate, but also the food that it's outside the plate, like joy, creativity, like being with friends like that. They talk about that's also something that fills your heart. And I love that. And yeah, I, I like the way that the approach of not being extreme, that it's not a diet. Like the most important thing for them is to that you learn the how you can heal through food and how mm-hmm. can you like through food, you can help so many people. Right. Yeah. So I love to combine both of those things in my food, like beautiful plates, beautiful plating, but also nurturing delicious that you feel you know, recharge and full of energy. (laughs) Do you feel like Venezuelan food in general lends itself very well to this, you know, holistic approach to food that you're taking now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Venezuela, we're very um, fortunate that we have beautiful weather all year around. So we have a lot of tropical fruit, vegetables, a lot of fresh ingredients. So, so that helps a lot too to to do this type of cuisine. Mm-hmm. For for those that maybe haven't had the opportunity yet to try Venezuelan food, what are some of the hallmarks of this cuisine? Well, we have the well, it's a lot of sweet and sour flavors. It's not spicy. A lot of people ask me because it's Latin America, they think it's very spicy. Only one region in Venezuela they eat a little bit spicy, but mm. in general, it's sweet, sour, lots of herbs, lots of vegetables and fruits. And we also have a lot of fried food, which is delicious. So we <laughs> have both. <laughs> the best of both worlds, I guess, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, you've, you've trained and worked all around the world, including Venezuela and also France. How would you describe the difference in approach to food and cooking in France versus where you grew up in, in Venezuela? Wow, so different because I, I I was lucky enough to work in three different, totally different kitchens in Spain, in France, and then in Venezuela. And the three countries operate totally different. Like <laughs> uh, French people, because I think now things are very different. I went to a very classic French cuisine. So it's very organized, square-minded. They love to use their ter- techniques. They have like pre- like a high appreciation for products. It was very beautiful to learn from, from that system. And Venezuela is more laid back, more tropical vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally different. But I feel like having both and also Spanish cuisine, that it's it has that structure as well, very similar to the French cuisines. But they have the molecular cuisine part, which is Mm. super interesting. So having those three, being able to see those three different types of kitchens really gave me a beautiful view in how do I want her to express myself as a chef. Which was your favorite? I think 
Uh, that's such so a tough hard, question. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like Spanish mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. It's it was so interesting, so difficult. The, their point of view, well, in that time, mm-hmm. right? That they were doing like a lot. The time that I worked in Mission Stars, there, they were doing a lot of a lot of molecular cuisine. So that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, you you kind of grew up with this this interest in food and cooking, but. As I understand it, it was a, a trip to Paris at age 12 that really made you, you know, fall in love and want to, to pursue this as a career. Can you share maybe any, you know, vibrant food memories and experiences you had there during your time as a kid? Yes, I feel like that trip was an, an before and after, right? <laughs> like I, it was crazy. I went to a little town called Aix-en-Provence mm-hmm. and and I remember that I, everything, everything, fries with uh, mustard, spicy mustard. That was uh-huh. like, that blew my, my, my mind. <laughs> like all different cheeses, the bread, the the taste of the butter and, and all of the dairy products were so different. I don't know everything. I'm just like salivating right now. <laughs> just of the thought of... The, yeah. the, the butter. I love the, I love the use of the butter. Oh. I mean, the French butter is is like unlike anything else you yeah. can find anywhere. What is it about? Like, why is it so good? I don't know. The cows, the, 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 <laughs> the way that they feed them. But it's, it's so good. <laughs> they're, they're happy cows because they're hanging out in yeah. France, I guess, right? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> what, you said it was kind of before and after. So after that trip, you know, what changed as far as like your point of view and your mindset in terms of like what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Well, it was the, 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 my palate, it was like, it, it opened, it was all these different flavors, layers, textures, like all these things. And also like the appreciation that they have for food, like they respect food so much. It's such a, I don't know. It was like this, thing that I've never seen in my life, like how, how proud they are of Mm -hmm. their, what they do. And I was like, wow, I want, I want to, I'm feeling something inside of me that I've never felt. And, (laughs) and this is so beautiful. I want to make it part of my, my world. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. And you've done exactly that. And I know you moved to the States about 10 years ago to seek asylum in the midst of a lot of political tension in Venezuela. What has the last decade as an immigrant chef looked like for you? Wow, it it has been a crazy ride for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was, I remember it very, like, not sad at all. I mean, it was a very tough decision for me to leave Mm -hmm. my family and, and just think about like, okay, I have to make it, you know, like I... But also, on the other hand, going through that gave me, like, I was, I feel like I was more positive. Mm. I was more appreciative of things, everything. Like, each opportunity for me was, like, the opportunity of my life, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that gave me that push to, to wanting to get better, to wanting to improve my English, improve the way I cooked. Like, I don't know. I feel like it was a very tough experience but at the mm-hmm. same time it was perfect exactly what i needed it to really push in yeah. my career <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what was the most challenging part about that move initially for you uh, being apart from my family mm-hmm. feeling like an outsider my english i always say this like it was very hard to 
feeling that you had a knowledge in food and then not being able to express it. Mm-hmm. That was very tough. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, as I said before, that that was my driving force to to improve no, every day. What, what advice would you give to someone in a similar situation? Well, never give up, but also <laughs> find support, find community, even like if it's just one person that you can call, you know, that that can someone that lifts you up. I feel like it's very important to have because it's very tough to be away from your family and, and all of these things. And if you have just only one person that believes in you and pushes you and I don't know, that can go a long way. Who was that person for you? My sister and her husband, for sure. And they were already they were already here? Yeah, yeah. She was the only family member that I had, but she was like my rock. How did that, you know, lived experience really shape your approach to food and using your platform to elevate issues that you're passionate about? Yeah, well, I was when I first moved to to New York, I was working at a lot of Michelin star restaurants because that that was my goal to be a Michelin star restaurant chef. And then I started realizing that I felt like very empty inside. Like I, I wanted to cook my food, you know. I wanted to have that feeling again of family flavors, everything. So I started thinking about ways that I could do that, and and that's when I started decided to start my pop up dinners. And also at that time, Venezuela was going through a very tough time and I wanted to help through food, right? Like bring people together through food and then talk about the issues that were happening in Venezuela, how, you know, all the beautiful things that we had and, and make the food the connector. So, so yeah, I was just excited to share our culture, our food and, and see just people happy. And yeah. Yeah. And I know you founded Tepway Collective as a way to really help other women in similar situations. Why is that so important to you to kind of, you know, pay it forward a little bit? Well, it was very, it was a very lonely journey for me when I moved. So I really was craving that, you know, like talking to other women that were were going through the same thing, or how can I expand my network and, and all of these things. So now, after I did the first show, Chopped, that opened so many doors for me, I really wanted to use those opportunities also to bring other women to the mix, right? To to also highlight their, their work, because I know how hard it is. So that's what, when I decided to start Tapui, to start building this community and create work opportunities as much as I could. So, yeah. And what's been the, what's been the feedback so far from other women? Amazing. It now we have a, a great community and and it's super fun to work with other women that are also passionate and, and love what they do. I I always want to learn from other people. I feel like it's the only way that you can grow as a as a chef, as a human being. So I I personally love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you are also a new mom, so congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. As a chef and now a mom, what does work-life balance look like to you or is that or does that exist at all? <laughs> wow, it's it's I'm still trying to find figure that out. <laughs> but my husband is super supportive, so I I haven't stopped working and and also it's good to for me to 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 take a pause and and say like okay, this is also important. So I'm I'm trying to 
learn how to make these spaces to also enjoy other things that are not food related. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's good yeah. to have both, right? Yeah. Has motherhood changed your perspective on food and nutrition as well? Or is it kind of just like reemphasizing what, what you've been working towards the last few years? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I'm, I'm passionate, but now I'm like 10 times more passionate. I want to do more things. I feel like, of course, like nutrition is even more important right now. And, and yeah, I feel like everything is more intense. I feel things more intensely. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, Adriana talks about being a three-time winner of Chopped and what it was like going up against the culinary titans on Bobby's Triple Threat. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As you mentioned, you've been on Chopped. In fact, you've won Chopped three times. That is the most for any Latin American female chef. How did your experience with Chopped evolve from the first time to the last time that you competed? Wow, so much. The first one, the first time I was so, well, I'm shy in general, <laughs> but like the first time I was so like, what am I doing here? Why did they pick me? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like super insecure but then after that first show like I started like getting gaining this confidence and 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 also enjoying competing 
Like mm. it was not, I didn't, I started enjoying competing not to win, but to learn things from myself, of myself. So yeah, I think I've changed a lot. What, what have you learned about yourself uh, throughout competing? I've learned that, I, I mean, it's like life, right? Like if you concentrate in what you're doing and, and don't look what other people are, are doing, you succeed. <laughs> like it's easier to succeed, right? Because yeah. you're, you want, you know, you're, and I feel like life is like that, right? And now that we have so many distractions, I feel like we're less worried about getting better in our craft and what we do. We're more worried about what other people, other people's lives. So I don't know. I feel like I've learned to really focus in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. how, how did you get selected, you know, initially for that, that first episode? For that first episode? Well, I think it was through one of my pop-ups. And then somebody, you know, had gone to the dinner or, or reached out? Yeah. Like, how did that all go down? I think it was either came to one of my dinners and they wrote a little article. And then from there, I think someone saw it and they reached out. That's awesome. You said it yourself that you you're a shy person. So what what kind of challenges does that present for you competing on TV? Not just having to, you know, worry about the food you're cooking, but also, you know, being on camera as well. I mean, I'm I'm so thankful that Food Network reached out to me because it now I'm a whole different person thanks to that opportunity because it showed me that I can do more than I, you know, could ever imagine. So I've been working since that day on my confidence. And I feel like I am, you know, I'm a whole different person thanks to that experience. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. What, what do you, what do you think has been the key to your success, you know, in that arena, you know, winning chopped three times is definitely not an easy thing to do. Why, mm -hmm. why do you excel under those situations? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I, I was I was trying to have fun and I didn't, I really, really didn't care about the, I mean, I did, of course I did, but I was like more concentrated and I really want to show what I love to do, which is cooking mm. to people, you know, like I, and, and I tried to concentrate more in that than in, in other things when I was doing that, like having fun. Mm-hmm. What do you think people would be surprised to know, you know, about behind the scenes of filming a show like Chopped? That it's real. Like everything <laughs> is real. Everyone asks me the same thing. And I'm like, it, it's I, I love this show. And the reason why I've come back so many times is because it's so real. And yeah, and it's fun to see that a show can be like that, like a competition yeah. show. What was your favorite dish that you competed with? My favorite dish was I did a slow cooked coconut stew with it was like a lot of citrus and a goat head, like shredded goat head. That one. And then I did a green mango gazpacho as a dessert. And those were my two favorites. <laughs> when, when you when you open you know the basket and you see you know the contents inside like what is what is your strategy like what what's the first thing that you're thinking about and, and how do you kind of move forward in that that very stressful <laughs> you know time time period time constraints I don't know I always have I feel like I always had like some dishes that I wanted like some basics that I wanted to do if 
like whatever happens, I want to do, for example, pasta, whatever I have there. But I also think about all of the the components that I want to have in a dish, like texture, acidity, layers of flavor, colors, like all of that, like how all of those things are in my mind when I'm, okay, caramel, okay. How can I transform this into a sauce and then create, you know? Like that's my base. And then from that base, I create. (laughs) And you also competed on the premiere season of Bobby's Triple Threat, where you have to face all three of the culinary (laughs) titans. How did that experience compare to your time on Chopped? Wow, that was amazing. It was nerve wracking because, of course, it was totally different. I was competing with these amazing chefs, superstars. (laughs) And... (laughs) And I was super nervous. I was very, very nervous. And I was pregnant. I I was like, yeah, I was like four months pregnant. And, and it was like back to back. Like I competed with all of the chefs back to back. So it was it was tough, but it was super fun. Is there anything that you would do differently if you had the chance to compete on that show again? I, I think in one of the rounds, the judge really, she didn't like coconut. Okay. And most of my dishes had coconut. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she doesn't like coconut. <laughs> so I would have, like, if I would have known, I would have done things different. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the, you know, the the strategy, right? You don't know until you yeah. see that, that the judge and who it is that first round. So it's it's hard to to plan ahead like that. Is there a Food Network chef that you would like to collaborate or cook with in the future? Oh, yeah. Amanda Freitag. I love her. She's so sweet. I would love to so do something sweet. with her. Jamie Oliver. Bobby uh-huh. Flay. I haven't cooked with him yet. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you also have an episode of Crack an Egg With on foodnetwork.com. Can you get, describe the breakfast that you created on that episode and why it's so special to you? Yeah, I did a green plantain arepa with a cheese crust and a, and an egg and a chimichurri. My dad used to make this dish for us. My dad is the reason why I'm a chef. <laughs> so he used to make this for us at breakfast, for breakfast, and we really love it. It's very simple, and but that brings a lot of memories. And, and yeah, it's delicious. It's, it's very simple, but, but delicious, very tasty. Why was your dad so influential in you becoming a chef? Well, he was the one that first he was always cooking. So, and he always invited me to cook with him, like, come see what I'm doing. And, and he, he was never afraid of me being alone in the kitchen. So that gave me a lot of confidence and a lot of room to create. So I, my, the kitchen was that safe space for me. So, so yeah, thanks to him, I, I'm a chef. And and what does he think about, you know, your, your career so far? You've done so many incredible things and I'm sure lots of, lots more in store. Yeah, he's super proud. He's very happy. He was always asking me about recipes and things. And (laughs) yeah, super proud. (laughs) Well, he has plenty of reasons to be super proud of you. And we have so (laughs) enjoyed 
chatting with you and getting to know you. We're going to finish things off with a little rapid fire round. And then we have one final question for you. Awesome. All right. Favorite summer snack? I love uh, tropical fruit, like the very, very cold, like watermelon, like frozen watermelon, pineapple, mangoes, etc. Love that. Show that you're watching right now. The bear. Oh, finally. Yes. So finally. Good. <laughs> yeah. And I recently watched the menu. I know that I'm that's old, but <laughs> I really want to. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> Next travel destination. Ooh, we're going to Korea. I'm super mm. excited. Italy and Valencia. Oh, wow. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible. Exciting, exciting trips. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book? It can be a cookbook or otherwise it's related to cooking. I love food and cooking. The Harold McGee and El Jardín del Chef. That's like the chef's garden. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> if you could cook for anyone in the world, who would it be? Wow, this is a tough question. If, I don't know. Mm, 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 mm. Maybe Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. To yeah. See, to see. Yeah, I would have loved to meet him. Mm hmm. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our final question is not rapid fire. You can take as long as you want on this. But we ask everybody this question at the end of our interviews here on Food Network Obsessed. Everybody has a different answer. We love hearing the variety of everybody's answers. And the question is, what would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want to hear what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. There's no rules. So you can, you know, travel, time travel, you know, spend as much money as you want. There are no rules. We just want to hear what your ideal food day looks like. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I think <laughs> for breakfast, I would say something like very traditional Venezuelan, like soft eggs with cilantro, tomatoes, crunchy arepas, eh, like a spread with Venezuelan cheeses, like fresh Venezuelan cheeses, and then also French cheeses that I love, like smelly, <laughs> smelly, delicious French. Yes. What else? Lots of different fruits, like tropical weird fruits. And what else? I want to crunchy, crispy bacon. <laughs> yes. And that's it for breakfast. Okay. That sounds perfect. All right. What's, yeah. What are you having for lunch? And for lunch, I my favorite food is seafood. So like perfect lunch next to the sea to the ocean and all the like raw seafood like oysters uni all of that and also like baked fish like salted baked fish oh yeah like that okay tostones i love tostones like fried tostones and and fresh fresh bread like good <laughs> good bread lots yeah. of bread <laughs> sounds delicious and then dinner um yeah, I think that's for lunch or dinner. Okay, lunch, lunch or dinner. Both of yeah. them, all right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and for dessert, my favorite is churros and dulce de leche. My favorite. Uh. Or Nutella crepes, which is basic, <laughs> but I love it. Sounds sounds fantastic. And it sounds like a lovely food day. <laughs> and again, we so enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much and best of luck with all your future endeavors. 
Thank you so much for having me. And it was lovely meeting you. You can watch Adriana's episode of Crack and Egg With on foodnetwork.com and make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.